If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey there, Junior Adventurers. It's me, Steve. And I'm just going to take a moment of your time to tell you about Anchor.fm. Do you want to record a podcast? Of course you do. It's great. Well, Anchor.fm has everything you need to record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer. And once you're done recording, it will help you distribute to all the major podcasting platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Jamboree. I just made that one up, but you get the idea. Not only is Anchor completely free to use, it also allows you to monetize your podcast with no minimum listener requirement. It is everything you need to run a podcast in one place, and it is easy to use. And if it wasn't, I wouldn't be using it. You've heard the podcast, you know I'm not that smart. So download the free app or go to anchor.fm to start your podcast adventure. That's anchor.fm. Maybe I'll say it again just to be annoying, anchor.fm. Okay, enjoy the show. Authors and Dragons! Time of magic, age of might. A band of heroes step up to the fight. Playing with powers they don't understand. Will they fuck it all up or will they save the land? Treachery, fantasy, loitering and worse. They are their own worst enemies. These fuckers don't need no cars. Authors and Dragons! Fantasy authors take on a sadistic games master. Will they survive? Maybe deal with your own problems, buddy. Authors and dragons! Authors and dragons! Hello, beautiful internet people. I'm John Hartness, and I'll be playing the role of Fandingo the Fantastical, bard of all trades, master of everything. No, wait, that's not how that goes. Anyway, in real life, I write the Quincy Harker Demon Hunter series, the Bubba the Monster Hunter series, the Black Knight Chronicles, and other assorted things. Go look me up. Buy some shit. Hi, I'm Joseph Brassi. I play the role of Bjorg Bjornsson, enthusiastic and violent barbarian. In real life, I am a sword instructor, one-time paper bundle carrier, and horrific prank victim of the St. Peter Hospital Psychiatric Ward's orderly staff. Tonight, I am brought to you by Baron Jaeger for all your bear inebriating needs. Go buy my books. Hello, hello, hello. This is Rick Walteri, and uh, I am playing the mysterious Arrow of the Gods, who serves all the gods, including one he, whose name he still can't say. 
in real life, I write uh, several series, including the Toma Bill and uh, its sequel series, Bill of the Dead. And uh, more importantly for right now, my uh, my book, Get Bent, will be coming out on audio on October 16th. So uh, be sure to check that out. Hello, friends. My name is Robert Bevan. I play the role of Klaus Richter, notorious rogue. In real life, I write the Caverns and Creatures series of comedy fantasy novels and short stories, starting with the first book, Critical Failures. Hi there, my name's Steve Weverell, and I play Brandon Fymaster, an accomplished bodybuilding monk and sometime reader of words. In real life, I write the comedy fantasy series The Doomsayer Jennies. Hey there, I am Drew Hayes, author, dungeon master, podcaster, and yet somehow all those things equal a career. In my other life, I write books such as Superpowered NPCs, Fred the Vampire Accountant, and this month's Shingles, Slaughter on Giggle Time Mountain. And speaking of shingles, boys, I think we have some news to share. We done gone to the big time, kids. <laughs> well, we have an audiobook coming out. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's something. <laughs> we didn't get arrested. We haven't been sued by, like, you know, by the, the narrators yet. So far, so good. <laughs> we... No, it's uh, Shingles, the first six books uh, from 2018. Uh, so that is Ghost of Hooker Alley by Robert Bevan. Uh, Gary's Children by Rick Gualteri. The Monkey's Penis by Steve Wetherill. Aliens Wrecked Our Kegger by Drew Hayes. Zombies Ate My Homework by John Hartness. And The Legend of Jimmy Headshot, once again, by Rick Terry. So you get a double dose of Rick, all up in your ear holes. And we apologize in advance <laughs> for that. Double dose of Rick in your ear. Yeah. The name of my porno. We're never coming back from that. Yeah. It's Rick time. Don't forget the holes, Joe. I said holes for a reason. Oh, right. Ear holes. <laughs> Specifically the hole parts of the ears. You got a, a rip yep. on each side. It's worse. And I don't know entirely why, but it is. <laughs> anyway, uh, go buy our book or our audio book. It's available uh, on Audible for pre-order right now. It comes out on October 23rd. So plenty of time to get your scares in. It's 13 hours long. So, you know, get some value for your credit there. And wouldn't it be hilarious if that bullshit made a big audible bestseller list? So y'all should go buy a bunch of copies so we supplant George R.R. Martin or Stephen King or somebody like that. Or R.L. Stein. Ouch. Especially R.L. Stein. The goal truly is to make (laughs) R.L. Stein open his paper, read the listing, and go, what the fuck? Man, Jesus Christ, we totally missed the opportunity to put up a, to to do it under like a shared pen name of Star L. Ein. <laughs> Dancing a little close to parody on that one. <laughs> anyway, uh, when last we left our adventurers. That's a fair descriptor. When last we left our adventurers, they had gone through a room carefully and uh, examined a lot of stuff and found a code in a book, and then gone down a hallway and stepped through another door in which I'm going to need perceptions. My time to shine. <laughs> time to suck. Ride or die, bitches. The hour of the gods gets a mighty 10. That's a for sure 10. Brandon Firemaster gets an 18. Uh, Bjorg gets a 22. Fandango feels inadequate with his 16. Klaus feels inadequate because his button's not working. (laughs) 
Come on, button. I'm pushing the button, I swear. <laughs> there are so many places to go with that. It's like I'm paralyzed with choice. <laughs> Normally we, we cut this sort of thing, but my God, I am really tempted to let this one slide. Yeah, this is like every date in high school. I swear to God, I'm pressing the button. I swear to God, I'm pressing the button. Oh, that's not the button. All right, uh, Klaus Richter rolls a 14. Alrighty. Okay, everyone, even down to the arrow of the gods, can see that you are in a room. Uh, well, there. yeah, it is. <laughs> My God. Room-like. And what a room! There are tables, sort of at the rear, uh, where it looks like people might have eaten and talked and what have you, sort of communal. Um, there's a raised section, very clearly uh, above, in the middle of those tables. Um, sort of a grand carpet sort of sprawled across that. Fuck. There is um, benches, and that's all you get with the 10. Uh, so everybody who beat 15 plus. So that's Fandingo, Brandon, and Bjorg. Uh, you all can notice the uh, scent of dried, lingering blood in the air, um, as well as the pit in the center that... You can't really see down, but I know that you as people can see down. So, yeah, it's a bloody pit. Uh, and you can also notice that there is another of those little gem-looking altars, like what you used on the key once already. And Bjorg, with your yes. 22, you can notice that at the top of the raised section, there are fancier-looking chairs, um, as if it was a place for those with more affluence or power or Who's position. More body, uh, more body, and yeah, you, you can you can notice there's definitely like you you kind of walk over and peer in the pit a little bit. And you're like, oh wow, there's there's like scratches and there's there's a lot of blood stains. Shit went down in this pit. What about the carpet? There's a pit. There is a pit. There is no. also a carpet, and those chairs have very very fine upholstery. Is I am the... more concerned about the rug than the bloody pit. We have had issues with rugs before. Yeah. We've done all right with pits so far. Unless is, there's water in them. Bjorg is going to look at the carpet, and then he's going to look around and see if there are any drapes for it to match. Because that's important. Uh, it is a windowless room. Oh. <sighs> you have not seen any windows since being in this place. You are deep within the earth. Aren't we underground? Yeah. Okay. Hey, Bjorg, why don't you poke the carpet with your sword while we stand way over here? That seems like a terrible idea. Depends okay. on who you're asking. I'll do it. Bjorg Sweet. will walk up, poke the carpet with his sword. He trusts his friends for some unfathomable reason. Uh, just to be clear, are you just poking it or are you doing an actual attack? He's poking it. Okay, you poke it and nothing happens. It's fine. Okay. We could fire. We could fire and like you know a fire arrow into it. Let's... The most important thing is to make sure the carpet's safe. That's it's a nice looking carpet, guys. When when is your burn things down indiscriminately attitude actually going to present itself at a useful time? <laughs> Look, uh, that I mean, when when I want to get through a roadblock, I burn that shit down. I don't just burn a carpet because it's there. <laughs> I'm not a no. monster. You, you know something? The best-looking carpets are the ones you can't trust. 
I love, I would like to just say for a moment that I love that we're in this room with this, like, pit and this raised dais and horrible stuff happened here. All we give a shit about is whether or not the carpet is evil. We had bad experience with soft furnishings. That is a good idea. I will try to detect evil. Detecting <laughs> evil. I believe that allows you to detect outsiders, angelic, and demonic presences. Yes, celestial fiend or undead. Ah, in that case, you detect no evil. Fandingo wants... I'm going to go look in the pit. Fjord will follow Fandingo over to the pit, because, you know, it looks familiar. That that pit actually kind of looks pretty homey. With this 14, did Klaus notice the carpet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> carpet right. was a gimme. Everybody All got right. the carpet. I, it's right there, and it takes up a huge section of floor. Klaus would like to take off his shoes and rub his feet on the carpet. Okay, and what's your AC? Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, carpet, I was really talking good about you for... Uh, 15. Okay, you rubbed your feet on the carpet. All right. Whew. Dodged that bullet. How does it feel? Soft. Fancy, nice. honestly. Okay, well, that's my turn. What's in the uh, uh Okay, so when you look down, you see, uh, again, blood stains, kind of etchings some like remains you see like a twisted bone here and like a, a warped hand array of bones there it, it's there's not a lot left time has sort of taken a bat to a good chunk of this place but there's a few recognizable remains this is clearly a pit in which things fought to the death it doesn't take a huge amount of context to put together you're literally standing in a a, a mini arena a makeshift arena oh it's like home and uh roll me an intelligence check everyone uh nope just fandango he's the only one who's dug deep enough to get the context okay (laughs) fandango rolls a 10 okay i'm not gonna give it to you but you with the player can always put it together yourself yeah (laughs) what's going on fuck if i know there's a pit I mean, uh, Bjork, can Bjorg roll perception as well? He's looking uh, at the pit, or, you guys kind of your your perception is good enough to just walk around. You can look in a pit. Um, no, I, meant, I meant the intelligence. Oh, the intelligence. Uh, yeah, you were around in that last room, so you do have the context. All right, Bjorg rolls a eleven. All right, well, Bjorg doesn't get it, but Joe might. That's up to you. Uh, I barely remember last week. <laughs> I wonder if they like experimented on shit and threw it in here to fight each other. Hey, look at that. Could be, could be. Uh, that would explain those dead things we found. Yeah. So wait a minute. This this entire underground setup is actually just a complicated war game. Cockfight. Cockfighting. Cockfighting. Fandango takes two big steps away from Bjork. Why would anyone do that? Why would no, anyone do because that? Because they're dicks. <laughs> but that's just it. You could bruise. There's bruising and damaging and. In an effort to avoid being part of this conversation, Branded <laughs> Firemaster is going to uh, look to the chairs on the upraised plinth and see if he can get to one. Brandon, I I don't understand. Why would people engage in cockfighting? I don't understand anything anymore, Bjork, and neither do I want to. <laughs> How high well, is that platform? We're going to say it's about eight feet high. Is there a, a ladder? I want to climb up into one of the chairs well, now. There's stairs right in front of it. Oh, okay. You just have to kind of walk across the carpet to get to them. 
stairs yeah, are for average people, and I don't like the look of that carpet still, so I want to climb up. It feels great, man. Um, I will join him, but I'll take the stairs. Uh, show me your exact path. All right, go on. Go on across the carpet. Here, right. here. And there. Okay. Uh, yeah, you make it up onto the platform with that path. Well okay, done. Well, as long as I, the carpet didn't kill me, I'm going to go sit in a chair. Which chair? The, the one I just moved to. Uh, Steve, give me, um, let's say athletics to just hop up on the uh, thing without using the stairs. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Brenda Fivester rolls a disappointing eight. Mm. I don't know exactly what the things are, but then again, I guess you are just hopping up slightly. It's not that hard. It's eight feet high. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, okay, it looks like the... No, I'm not going to give it to you. <laughs> That's too low. <laughs> Brendan, uh, can I roll an extra perception check to see if anybody saw me fail that? Oh, we definitely, we definitely, saw, uh, we definitely saw you. I need everybody to do perceptions, <laughs> them to see simple. if they saw it, you to see if you'd notice. Uh, Fendingo perceives 15 worth of Brandon failure. Uh, Arrow of the Gods perceives a 13. Bjorg perceives 15. Shit, Klaus gets a natural one. I, I'm, <laughs> I got into the chair specifically so I could have a view of this. <laughs> you you lean back too far in your chair trying to relax and uh, do like the wobble. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And by the time you, uh, you, you stabilize, you've missed the whole thing. Uh, so everybody except Klaus and Arrow of the Gods uh, can see that happen. And Brandon, you definitely notice that Fandango and Bjorg caught that show. Golf claps. All right. You all stop talking about your cocks long enough to notice that. Brilliant. That's just great, guys. We weren't talking about our cocks. We were talking about why other people might fight with theirs. It doesn't make I, sense. I don't care whose cocks you were talking about. Stop looking at me. I'm neither denying nor confirming. The Arrow of the Gods is ignoring all of you to uh, head to the center of the rug and see if you can make sense of this pattern. I got a front row seat for this shit. All right. <laughs> so you're going into the center of the rug? Yes. Okay, so who's doing what next? Klaus will shout for uh, Fandingo and Bjorg to fight each other. No. <laughs> Bjorg is going to look at Fandingo and then back at Klaus and go, How dumb do you think I am? You think you can't take him? <laughs> <laughs> Bjorg is just going to stare at Klaus for a second. You shit your pants regularly. And then he's going to walk over this way. I, that happened once. <laughs> That we know of. You could be shitting your pants right now. Fandango's going to go over to the thingy over here. So I want to examine this altar over here. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, uh, it looks very similar to the one that you saw uh, a few rooms ago, but it corresponds to a different color on the key that you're holding, or the gems on the key that you're holding. 
I don't remember what I did to activate it last time. You, you didn't last time either. Oh, I guess we're going to play the trial and error game again. <laughs> are there any holes in it? There are not. I'm going to press the key to the stone. Press, Start pressing the key to stones until something happens. Oh, yeah. Okay, you, you press the key to the stone in the center. Uh, the second gem on the key lights up. Cool. Hey, guys, I made a lighty thingy again. Is that good? Uh, Two gemstones give you greater access to more places, and um, the more gemstones you have activated, the higher level clearance items you can buy uh, from the Gentronome kiosks. That's what I was going to say, is more, more gems means cooler shit. It's almost like you could go fight it, the main monster, right now if you wanted, or you could explore and see if you can get stuff to strengthen yourself. You know, if you were looking at it as sort of like a dungeon setup. (laughs) (laughs) But as it is. (laughs) That would assume that we were intelligent and make optimized decisions. All right, so I got the lighty key thing. When I'm asleep, I dream that I'm a bear. How deep is this pit? Only one way to find out. Uh, Let's say 15 feet. Far enough down that uh, no one could comfortably jump out with ease. Like, nothing's going to jump out comfortably with ease. All right. These stairs down, is there a way to get to them? Or um, Yeah, I didn't draw the whole room, but presume there's a walkway over on the edge. All right. Uh, Arrow will walk down and uh, check out, the, check out uh, this, see if there's anything uh, that's worth seeing down here. Oh, Fandango wants to watch this shit. Okay. Uh, if you want to take your time, you can do it with advantage, but I am going to need an investigation check. <laughs> advantage or not really doesn't matter, so we'll say a seven. Oh, you can take the eight. I gave it to you. Uh, you know, really, really do your best. You find blood and scraps of bones and, uh, yeah, a uh, lot, of, lot of scratch marks, uh, claws, like a lot of weird shit fought to death down here. Does it look like there's anything cool down there? There's blood. That's a no. While this is going on, uh, Brandon Firemaster has been concentrating really hard on making what should be a really simple jump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can have advantage. Hooray. <laughs> oh, good thing. <laughs> it's good thing. With advantage. Uh, Brandon Firemaster gets 23. You nimbly leap atop the uh, the platform. Okay, did everybody see me do that? Yes, Brandon. I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention. I was um, I'm down in a pit. The God. arrow of the gods. I'm watching the arrow of the gods. <laughs> <laughs> the arrow of the gods definitely didn't see. Jorg is going to walk up to the stairs onto the, like, the plinth and then walk up those stairs so that he is also up there. And then he's going to sit in one of the nice upholstered chairs. This is the Ooh. life, huh? I am curious. As to their comfort level. Um, you get the feeling they probably would have been comfortable when they were first made. I mean, oh. age does diminish things, but they're not bad. I mean, they're they're clearly well-crafted. They were made for people of some import. Um, structurally sound. They're not gnome-sized? Yeah, they're gnome-sized, but I mean, <laughs> it's still a chair. A in chair. the same way that it, we can sit in a child's chair at a kindergarten, you can do it. Uh it's it's only so comfortable, but it is comfortable, I guess. I'm pretty sure that's like that's Bjorg trying to sit in a shoebox. <laughs> uh, 
is like a cat. <laughs> Bjorg trying to piss at the kitty toilet. Bjorg is just going to look over at the other ones from his hunched up, squunched up position and say, if it fits, I sit. <laughs> I guess Fandingo will go down in the pit because everybody else is up there. Oh, fight, fight, fight. Here we go. Two men enter, one man leaves. <laughs> oh, all right, I'll leave. I mean, but I was going to poke around. All right, Fandingo, take your time. Give me an investigation advantage. With advantage, that's a 21. Oh, Fandingo, as you are poking around uh, amidst the, well, just just wreckage, carnage, horrible memories of lives destroyed too soon. Uh, hey, look, I made this skeleton hand give you the finger. Uh, you find a small part in the back where the brick is actually eroded. Uh, and as you, like, press against it, you notice it kind of crumbles. Um, and you start to smooth and, and clear it out. Uh, and you find a skull of a humanoid-looking creature with strange uh, markings upon it. Arrow of the Gods will step up to the Vandingo, clap in the back, and be like, I was waiting to see if you'd notice that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that going to be Knowledge Arcana to see if I know what the fuck those symbols mean? Or uh, I will give you Arcana or History. Arcana it is. Oh, wait, no. Just Arcana, actually, for this one. That's okay, because History ain't worth a fuck. Uh, knowledge Arcana is a 22. Um, okay, you know the basics enough of enchantment. Um, to recognize that um, it's got some of the sort of standard work you would see someone attempting to put into um, a a sword or armor. Um, Little, basically, runes and stuff meant to toughen, increase durability, increase strength. Um, Something on there like to increase speed, which would make a sword cut faster and better. But it's little bits and pieces broken up and woven through in a way that it's very strange. And also, so far as you know, um, there's no such thing as like successful grafting of these enchantments into flesh. But this skull looks like it might actually be a case where it was successful because the the lines and everything are stable. Huh. So they tried to enchant this skull. There's a shitload of experimentation going on here. Fandingo, let me see it for a second. Uh-uh. <laughs> Come on, just for a second here. Yeah. The thing right. about skulls, they used to be in people. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that tip. Come on, I want to come on. You shouldn't make you can, for that. You well, can I want to I'll, 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 I'll try something. Bend over, Arrow, that could be in people again. After you detect evil on it. <laughs> detect evil first. Fine, I do my divine sense on it. Uh, well, it is not undead or a fiend or it's not alive. It's not any of those things. It's it's a skull. Okay, here. It's a, it's a skull. All right, so since this thing is, like, you know, enchanted with magic, I rip the, like, jaw off and tr- put it on top of my head as a hat and see if anything happens. Uh, <laughs> you snap the jaw off and place it on top of your head. Uh, again, it's not really enchanted. It's more like you're seeing the remains of an enchantment. Dude. Dude. All right. Ha- hand the pieces back to Vandigo. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't work. Just checking. I... Bjorg is just staring at this display, and he just looks at the other two from his, like, scrunched up in the cat box position, and just says, 
I don't understand anything that's going on right now. This fight displeases me. That's because <laughs> you're not the arrow of the gods. Uh, this is clearly avant-garde theater. Oh. <laughs> There's something deep going on here. It's symbolic, guys. What you, are those? Um, above your level. What are those big wooden things on the side of the, the platform? They represent mortality. <laughs> uh. Jesus. Uh, so the side of the platform, there are tables, like big communal seating tables for like people who could sit, eat, talk, etc. Um, and then there are benches around the actual arena. And then you guys are in the good seats where you can both hang out and get a good show of what's going on. Oh, this is a shitty show. Well, you haven't bioengineered any monsters to fight. I'm going to put the skull in my bag of holding. Alrighty. Um... And then walk back up out of the pit and go talk to the rest of the crew. What did you find? So it looks like they were enchanting monsters and putting them in the pit to fight one another. I found a skull with some shit written on it, and then the Arrow of the Gods decided to wear part of it for a hat, and it was really bad. But... It's called detective work. <laughs> it's called you're a dick. Yes, a private dick. <laughs> well, we know who we're volunteering for the first cockfight. Klaus wonders how, if he, uh, if he rolled the carpet up, could he fit it into his bag of holding? You'd really have to roll it and see. All right, I'll, Klaus will go find out. And that, That's good, because the next thing I wanted to do was look under the carpet to see if there were trap doors and shit. So as not to sully it with my dirty feet, I will walk around it, as displayed here, and uh, I'll start rolling. Okay, um, this is a very long carpet. This is at least, fi it's 15, that's four squares, that's 20 feet across. Mm. Uh, yeah, so... Maybe I'll roll it long ways, because i got to <laughs> fit it in, inside the opening of the bag of holding. Yeah, this is a. Uh, my point is, you might want to have someone else help you on the other side. Um, otherwise, I'm going to actually need a. Nah, fuck it, I'll help. Thanks, man. All right. Just don't. Yeah, just yeah. No, no important. If there's any magazine pages under here, leave them. Bjorg is Bjorg is looking around at this room, assessing it in light of who supposedly created, and he's going to go. So, Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's 
there's anything I should walk away from this with, it's the impression that gnomes are on the whole a terrible fucking people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these gnomes were these gnomes were, were, were a little shitty. I mean, racist, a little racist little of you to paint with a whole brush. I'm from the north. I mean, they were trying to kill a terrible ancient evil. They had to try and find a weapon that would work. More evil. <laughs> we will do it with not evil. That seems to be what they chose. And if they well. placed a few bets while they were doing it, what's the harm? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be fighting to the death anyway, you may as well entertain the troops. I'm pretty sure that's called war crimes. Oh, I thought it was called pro wrestling. I'm fairly certain there's some uh, popcorn under this seat. Okay. So Klaus and Fandingo, you guys are going to roll up that carpet just for fun. Why don't you both go ahead and roll me strength checks? Definitely not to resist a grapple or anything. Fandingo rolls a natural 20. I'm going to put this in my house. Klaus rolls a 14. We don't have a house. Well, I'll I'll save it and I'll get a house someday. (laughs) So you can rob it repeatedly? (laughs) Uh, You could both successfully manage to roll up the carpet which I will shrink way down to make more portable. Oh. Can, I, can I fit it in my bag of holding? Uh, with Fandango's help, you may. All right. But you have also now uncovered something that was under the rug. A, uh, a small square device with a series of sort of rolling uh, metallic balls uh, all numbered, and uh, they can kind of be shifted and set up in an array that, I don't know, I don't know. Like, you could enter a sequence if you wanted. Say some sort of weird magic gnome tech. It's a safe. It's a goddamn safe. All right. Um, I want to do... A yes, and we, and we have a sequence of numbers. I will remind you. I got it. 80085. That's not anywhere close to the sequence of numbers. No, guys, oh, trust me. 8675309. No, guys, trust me. 80085. Uh, You're going to love this. Five one six two two. What humorous word does that spell? <laughs> I don't know, but it's the passcode. <laughs> okay, uh, Fandingo punches in five one six two two. Uh, you hear some clicks and shifts as something kind of moves in place, uh, and the door is now openable. You you ruined it, Fandingo. You're the you're the rogue, and I'm the one who wants the treasure. There's something wrong with this picture. I admit this is a confusing set of circumstances. I got a rug. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair. Open the open the safe. Okay. Uh, you find a uh, letter, a uh, and then you find a pouch underneath. What's in the pouch? Uh, you open it. Uh, and you find some strange, like, uh, semicircular orbs. Like, they, they've been flattened out a little bit. Almost like if you blew up a river rock. Slightly more circular. Um, they've got some strange inscriptions and stuff. It sort of looks more like gnome junk. Gnome, like, symbol-y stuff. Um, more stylistically than actual words or anything. Although there are a few things that look like they might be recognizable. And then I'm a letter. A- I'm assuming the letter's written in Gnomish. You are assuming correctly. <laughs> hey, under, Brandon! Under no circumstances, open this pouch. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> hey, Brandon, you want to come down here and read something? Well, 
I uh, I spent a bit of time getting up here, so you can pass them up to me. If you want. <laughs> that chair looks <laughs> like it was made for a, a two-year-old. It's a, it's a fucking that, power play right there. It's a principal thing. Yeah, so fuck. what you're saying is that Brandon is like a cat right now. <clears throat> yeah. So are you, though. Yes, but I'm comfortable. Bjorg says from the tiny, tiny chair that he squeezed himself into. When the bard is the least fucked up member of the party. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> All right, I'll take the letter up to Brandon and I'll sit in the middle chair. Okay, Brandon will read the note first before handling the uh, the strange rocks. I think that's a sensible way of doing things. Oh, I didn't give you the rocks. <laughs> All right, you. Those might be worth the strange something. rocks without translating. Them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, uh, Brandon, you open the letter and begin to read. It is with a heavy heart that I must accept. The Avalus influence has reached some of our own. I can no longer trust my own subordinates. I fear that some of them are working together to sabotage our efforts, perhaps to aid the Avalus itself. To that extent, I have moved the control gem from its hiding place here, given it to a friend named Jensen, who will hide it on Sector 4, the most protected sector, available to the least amount of people. Without knowing who is compromised, it is, sadly... The greatest I can do for now. With time, I pray, we will root out the traitors. But with an Avalith, nothing is certain. For now, I am simply stashing this as an explanation for any who come seeking it, as well as a small array of Gentronome tokens for redemption in case resupplies are needed for the battle ahead. Good luck, and may the great gnome gods be with us. And the note goes on to say that these tokens are poisonous to half-elf bards. Oh, <laughs> I guess you better hand them over, Fandinga. It's lucky well, I read this note. I mean, if I'm already going to die, who gives a fuck? Ah, well, it's worth, a, it's worth a shot. So, what this letter is saying is that this Avalon must be killed. Oh, yeah. Was that ever really in contention? That's, that's what I took from it. <laughs> That's, that's sort of what y'all are trying to do. You're getting know, equipment for that. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. I guess we go back to the gentr. We want to go back to the gentronome room and use the tokens to get better shit. Yeah. Mm. yeah and use shit. the and use the other gems to open better doors. Better shit. Higher quality piles of turds. Yes. Indeed. <laughs> indeed. Higher quality turds. Hey, in the far north, there are parts of the world where there are no trees, so you have to build man burn manure to stay warm. I'm really glad I didn't come from the north. It sounds almost uh, deliberately hard. That's the effect of ice. Ice makes things hard. Makes you hard. Brandon will uh, hop down from the platform now that Fandinko has come up. I do have a fondness for a good ice sculpture. Oh, yeah, gotta go. <laughs> All right, everybody want to go back to the little Gentronome Mall? Yes. Yeah, okay. You guys are done in this room. There's nothing else you want to search? I guess I'll have a look at these uh, tables. Sure, why not? I'll, yeah, All right. I'll take a quick peek over here, too. I found a skull and opened a safe. This is more than I do in most, in like three rooms put together most of the time. All right, <laughs> investigations from uh, Brandon Oops. and Klaus. <laughs> Branding is a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> On investigation. 
He's not really looking. He's just still a bit embarrassed about missing that jump earlier. So. Uh, oh, no. Can I take my time? Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys don't really have anything to do. Right. Um, Class rolls at 23. Uh, you find nothing on the tables, just tables. This is where the commoners sat. Yeah. You wouldn't really expect anything to be around here. I wouldn't expect anything um, to be in the pit either. But Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, Brandon, you find uh, a dirty limerick uh, etched into the uh, etched into the bottom of the wooden gnomish. Uh, you're about to call over for the others because you mistake it for a beautiful poem. Uh, but since you were taking your time, you also had advantage. So at the last minute, you're like, "Oh no, wait! That's that's the gnome word for bukake." That, oh oh, lim- limerick, <laughs> limerick, not poem. Gnomish bukake. Did there you go? Did you did you write it? People through? who carve things into tables are the same, regardless of race. <laughs> There once was a There once was a gnome Named Mugage <laughs> Drew did you write the limerick Yes or no 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 I did not But all if right, you would right. like to Bevan You have full permission to go ahead Oh, He had a fondness for Mugage Yeah there you go The ladies they pissed And oh how he missed The guy whose last name was Muchache <laughs> uh, Bjorn, do you want to check anything out uh, while they're doing all this? Uh, let's see here. Uh, hold on. So they're checking out the little like plinth thing over here. Yeah, they're checking out the tables, uh, okay. like the the commoner tables. Um, uh, as as the so far, nothing no one has more. no one has searched the benches or the uh, chairs. Yeah, Bjorn will search the benches. Okay. Nothing Bukake. rhymes with Bukaki. <laughs> Muchache uh, and Mugage, I already told you. I, I already used Bachache. There once was a gnome called Michache who had no, a fondness for, for Bukake. Bukake, yes. Came on their face. It was a terrible waste. I can I'd make this work if I could just find one more rhyme for Bukake. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last, that's the rest of the Shiitake list. mushrooms. I mean, shiitake. So if you want to, oh my, into what he took a huge shiitake, I don't know. Isn't, isn't there a snack called Pocky? Yeah, he ate some delicious black Pocky. Yeah, well, it's, it's not a satisfying conclusion. I mean, I feel like you could do Cocky a little more easily. And if you can't find something to fit Cocky and Bukaki. Ah. <laughs> uh. It's gonna, it's gonna bug me all night. Uh, Bjorg, investigation. All right, cool. <laughs> Bjorg also mulling on, uh, on, on, on Pukake rhymes. Uh, Seventeen. Okay. Uh, you check the benches and find the, nothing really. They're, they're benches. They lift up. They move. They, they were just like right up. In, in the front row seating for this kind of event. Uh, Bjorg is just like literally lifting benches up with one hand while muttering into himself. Does that rhyme with Bukhake? No, no, it doesn't. All right, so Bjorg is lifting benches and tossing them around. Brandon and Klaus are looking under tables. Uh, Fandango and Arrow of the Gods have uh, finished scouring that thing. Actually, Arrow of the Gods, you've had a little downtime. Is there something you want to search or do anything? Well, since they were all up here and didn't bother to search the chairs, I'll go up and search the chairs. Investigation. And we've been giving everybody else advantage, so keep it going. <laughs> 17s across the board. Wow. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's the second time you've done that. 
Okay. Um, okay, with 17, you can search around and eventually locate... There once was a race called Kilrathi. Their culture was made of bukkake. <laughs> that is that is a culture. That is an interesting culture. It's also a horrible uh, wing commander joke. So, Rick, uh, you yes. find uh, a book. So these seats are a little more personal. Um, you see, like, names inscribed. Like, these were people who were important within these departments' seats. This was personal shit. Uh, and in the lining of one, you find a journal tucked away. Open it up and see if uh, if I can read it or if it's more gnome. It is more gnome. Yo, ju- junior adventurer, do some uh, junior adventuring. Toss it down to Brandon. Oh, no idea. There would be so much reading involved in adventure. But yeah, sure. <laughs> he, Brandon reads it. Um, okay, so this one, <clears throat> I don't have a speech for. It's just a journal of a dude who worked between departments. Um, it, it involves some sort of biochemical whatever that you don't understand even when you do understand the words uh but he basically works between multiple departments you flip through there's gossip uh who was boning who this guy was boning a lot uh so, so it's basically the journal of a gnomish it guy i mean more engineer but you're not far off um and yeah so as you read through give me an investigation do I get advantage on this? Yeah, we, we've been doing it the whole time. You guys are, are taking your time. Oh, sweet. Uh, Brandon Firemaster gets an 18. Um, amidst all the salacious gossip and whatnot, you do notice that he, uh, the the journal refers to a time in which um, the author was in Sector 3 and uh, had a encounter in one of the rooms, and he sort of details a hidden little alcove uh, that is very difficult to find if you don't know exactly where it is, in Security Area 3. Hey guys, does anybody know what a security, a security Area 3 is? Well, since we just got the gem that would let us into Security Level 2, no. Oh, okay. Um, well, if should we ever be in Security Level 3, we should look out for a hard-to-find alcove, according to this uh, I. This is security level two. Wait a minute. Did it say security level two in the letter? No, it said security level three. Oh, we're right, not okay. in security level three. But okay, we're yeah, in level two? Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. Never mind then. This, this, this piece of paper is useless. Why don't you hang on to it just in case? <laughs> it's almost as if you might be going to security level three in the future. <laughs> At some point. In theory. In complete theory. You don't control me, Drew. I do not. You can go fight the Aboleth right fucking now, or you guys can fuck out of this place. It's okay, Junior Adventurer. These things don't come natural to everyone. I resent the implication that I will go from a security level 2, logically, to a security level 3. I might want to go to security level 17. You don't know what I'm going to do. Fandango's bored. He's going back to the shopping mall. Bjorg will follow Fandango to the shopping mall because, you know, home slice barbarian needs some more glitz and glam. I got my rug. I'm going with them. All right. Yeah, might as well. Brandon Thymaster? Uh, I'll be fine. I'll go along with him. <laughs> All righty. When you re-enter the prior room, back down the hallway... Uh, where you have killed all the slod poles and what have you. Um, 
Everybody roll me perceptions. Fendingo rolls a 12. Klaus rolls an 8. Brandon Firemaster rolls a 24. <laughs> Arrow of the Gods rolls a 7. <laughs> you will, uh, as you step in, everybody who beat 10 uh, will notice that right over in this area, um, the corpses of the slob holes are, are twitching. Um, not, not, not like they've come back to life, um, but, but like something is manipulating them more like, like muscle, uh, shaking than anything else. Um, and they are kind of, kind of twitching together and they're smearing a message in their blood. Um, and the message that comes out is let me out. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> Bjorg is gonna. Bjorg is gonna actually. He's going to walk towards the. Uh, he's gonna walk towards the slot with a. Like, is there any? Is there any indication that these slot poles are like capable of jumping at you or anything like that? No, they they are they are literally dra- like twitch dragging their eviscerated corpses along the ground. I, I, I will just say, for the record, I am seriously like, disappointed that uh, Klaus didn't immediately drop his pants and piss out the word no. <laughs> Well, Bjorg is going to walk over and literally spit on the message. Klaus is on the fence. I mean, what what if this guy can help us? No, it's an Aboleth. Well, the Aboleth isn't in the cage here. He's making his demands with his children that we just murdered. Well, this is the only way of communication. (laughs) You know, I I have kids. Let me tell you, sometimes you you tell them, hey, go tell your mom I said this. How much Fendigo is going to go over to the table over here? How much silverware is there? Um, say a regular amount. There's what five chairs, so five spoons, five forks, five knives. <clears throat> you murdered my kids and stole my silverware. Fendigo's <laughs> going to grab up all the silverware he can and try to spell "fuck you" underneath where the slot poles are writing. Um, it's kind of hard to like set the silverware in a perfect pattern while they're twitching and smearing, but they stopped. They've stopped because they finished the message. Yeah, um, no, like on the like below that, not right in between on the floor between the cage and the message. Uh, all right, they uh, they begin to uh, twitch again. Uh, they kind of smooth their way over here. Um, they are beginning to degrade more substantially now, but they managed to spell out. You need me. Yeah, see you guys? I was telling you. You know, next time he should try, please. All right, if, if we want to ask this guy anything, he's running out of his kids' bodies to uh, text with. So Yeah, it's almost <laughs> like there's enough space for maybe one more message. What? Bjorg will simply look at the message and say, who are you? Or what? What are you? I'm Batman. Um... I'm assuming it can hear us. Yeah. Uh, Apparently it can the, see, too, because, well... The, 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 what do you call it? The slot poles will, will twitch, they will smear, uh, but this is, like, the last of their workable muscle. Uh, and the response they leave is a prisoner. That's helpful. Captain You've Nobby's seen what the gnomes here. did to their prisoners. It tells you something. Yeah, it tells me I don't want to be in a pit with any of them. You know, if, the, if the, I mean, if this thing was smart, it would have been like, you know, so who are you? 
a wanton wench who likes bards. <laughs> uh, yeah, I tried to keep it within the reins of what his uh, slug bodies could still write. Well, well, you know something, you should have had less pathetic children. <laughs> So Bjorg is going to walk over to the, is this like the center cage? You said the center cage is like covered, right? The center cage is like pitch black, like you cannot see through the bars. Um, and everything that has attempted to go through has hit like one manner of shield or another. This is a fucking cage. Well, well I guess he, even if we wanted to let this thing out, we can't. are incapable of doing so. Well, Right now, that is true. You probably do not have uh, the necessary stuff to let it out right now. Yeah, and too, and too bad your kids don't have enough guts left for us to ask how. Yeah, well, you know how. It says so right on the front of the cage. Do not open without control, Jim. Well, we need that anyway. So, yeah, we'll we'll be back as soon as we've got the control, Jim. I promise. You, you, you see, like, the, the things try to twitch, but there's nothing left to give. Next time, use a pen. <sighs> He's still Arrow of the Gods, right? Yeah. Okay. Bjorg's gonna like look at Brandon and go, "Why do you like him?" He's right. He's right. I have a pen. You know, this is just is just unnecessarily gross. He could have just <laughs> asked he for a pen. He doesn't have a pen. <laughs> I, I've, got, I've got an ink and quill. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'll tell you what. No, but- Brandon Firemaster will leave the ink and quill of parchment by the cage. And, you know, there you go, uh, buddy. Try not being so try uh, not being so gross in future, and maybe you won't get put in a cage. I don't think he can reach them. That's Arrow, just the, God, Arrow the gods will give Brandon a thumbs up. Well, let's, well, we might as well wait and see. Does the pen move on the paper? Pen does not move. Ah, bummer. What an ingrate! What a stubborn, ungrateful cage toiler. One might presume that the only thing he was capable of influencing was uh, the other slot. Wait, 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 wait. I will take one of the slot baby corpses, bring it over to the parchment, and wrap its dead little fingers around the pen. Thinking outside the box. Explain to me what fingers on a tadpole-like monster. Fine, I'll just wrap. I'll I'll just jam the pen through the through the damn thing. God, (laughs) damn it! It's not well, cruelty to animals if they're demonic. If they're dead, demonic things. We're no, just trying gross. to communicate. <laughs> uh, that there's really just not enough left. It burned all the workable muscle uh, in making those those things. You're just you're you're rubbing bits of slod pole on a pen. Well, what if we take a bunch of them and just kind of smush them together into one slot no. ball? <laughs> okay, so you're basically trying to make a, a a sloppy Joe. Well, yeah, like you know when you have like a whole bunch of little when you have a whole bunch of little soaps and you like crush them together and make one big soap. <laughs> yeah, you're making a sloppy Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, so yeah, you you mash them together, um, and you realize. 
at a certain point that everyone is just kind of staring at you as you mash monster bits together around a pen like you're trying to make an upside down flesh lollipop. I, I'm not staring. Like, I'm, yeah, Ron Weasley, Jeremy, and I are, are looking away. This is this is gross. And this is why I'm the arrow of the gods, and you're not. This is beneath me. That is definitely a true statement. Some kind of crafting badge. And, and, when, and when Klaus looks away, peg him with a slot ball. <laughs> <laughs> the like one or like the slot ball you've been making. No, no. Let's 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 see let's see if this thing can write with uh, this 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 smashed up slot ball. Uh, no, no, it definitely doesn't write. <laughs> it's uncooperative. Yeah. I'm like we're um, we're working with you here. Yeah, I'm taking my stuff back. <laughs> really? I, I'm not sure I'd want it now. <laughs> Some of that paper and ink is still that good. pen is never gonna smell the same way again. It's my only pen. Uh, I'll, I'll wrap it in some paper. If only so. you were going to a place where you could buy virtually any standard supply. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep keep the slot slot ball in case we let this thing out and I got to teach it a lesson. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, it's in a message. Uh, I'll leave it the pen. You know. Normally, I like to kind of recycle things, being a monk and living the ascetic lifestyle. But uh, yeah, the pen's kind of gross now. It can have the pen. Boy, aren't you going to feel silly when our lives depend on writing something in the next room? So far, my primary purpose for the last few rounds has been reading stuff. So that's not so incredible. (laughs) Very true. All right. If If we get to the end of this particular arc... And the big bad quest is to, you know, we get a certain amount of time to figure out a rhyme for Bukaki and write it down. I'm not going to be overly surprised if that's what Drew has in store for us. So, well, I can't use challenge. it now. You've seen through it. We will challenge the abolition to a rat. <laughs> if we could get some people on here with actual musical talent, that would be fun. Um, I think that would be way less amusing. Does anybody have anything else they want to do in the uh, slot room before moving on? No. 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 No, and neither do they. We'll be be back for you, buddy. All right. Uh, You can all get back to the uh, main Gentronome chamber, and that is where we will pick up next time on Authors and Dragons the game, but now it is time where we take questions from the audience. Some of them come from facebook.com slash authors and dragons, but first, we like to let our uh, Discord people jump the line since they're Patreons. So, Rick, what you got for us from the line jumping fancy people at patreon.com slash authors and dragons, which you could join right now if you're listening? Alright, well, here's an author one. Uh, Josh asks, what's your stance on DRM, both as a content creator and when you purchase digital content? Okay. I don't like DRM. I know it sounds strange because I'm the one who's talking about um, not liking fanfic stuff in an earlier broadcast, but I think that DRM takes it one step too far by creating too many ways that it can screw the consumer. If I buy a if I buy a song, I should be able to play it on not just my iPhone or iTunes, but on my Android device too. You know, it should be things should work cross platform and I should be able to make a backup of my shit. So Well so yeah. 
I'm, I'm with John. My philosophy is you shouldn't punish the people who are paying through legal means with a less functional copy. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the space. Like, and, and like as a consumer, DRM has only ever been a pain in my ass. Yeah, and there's also, there's also the fact that uh, that ebook DRM is so ridiculously easy to break. It's it, it it literally exists really just to be an annoyance. Like it doesn't protect anything. Um, I I don't understand it, so I'm gonna agree with the other guys. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Bevan. <laughs> um, this this one this one is for Joe. Kinetic Medic asks, tell us more about HEMA. Uh, okay, so um, uh, HEMA stands for Historical European Martial Arts. Um, and first thing I gotta, I'll tell you is that this is a ridiculously broad category. Like, it includes everything from Renaissance rapier to, you know, uh, French savate. Like, would technically fall under that. Um, for me, though, and what, like, you've probably seen is, um, like, uh, tournaments of, of, of uh, European longsword Um Fighting and what I study is a system called Kunstesfechtens, which is a 14th-century German fighting system uh, that includes longsword, messer, sword and buckler, dagger, wrestling, uh, and later on armored fighting and uh, <clears throat> and uh, horse, horseback fighting. And the thing about it is the thing about like the activity in general is what we're doing is like the European battlefield changed so rapidly over the Middle Ages and Renaissance that most of this most of their fighting systems died out. We don't have a lot of living lineages. So it's basically a bunch of us sort of martial artists and and nerds and history and history people taking these like old fight books and like uh, historical texts where they actually describe their fighting systems um, and attempting to recreate them. My, my, my takeaway there is there is there is no scenario outside of us like, you know, a mile away with sniper rifles in which Joe cannot beat the shit out of all of us. <laughs> yeah, that was the – I think someone asked us that at a con once. He's like, why do you guys always joke around that, like, in a fight, Joe always wins? We're like, because uh, we know what Joe does in his spare time, and Joe definitely <laughs> would win. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, think Joe, I think Joe could reach me before I got the sniper rifle working. <laughs> <laughs> Not that fast. But you got an advantage right now. I got my back is out. No, I'm just that inept. <laughs> All right, well, now that uh, Joe has finally clarified why everyone on Authors and Dragons fears him, uh, let's go to the other questions stream from Facebook.com slash Authors and Dragons. Joe, why don't you walk us through that one? Let's see here. Our friend, oh, this is a good one. Our friend Brett says, which of your characters would you most like to be, uh, most like to be elected president? I'm holding out for President Thunder. I'm assuming that he's talking about books as well as... I assume, uh, yeah, book characters, because th- unless one of you has a similar one, Thunder is referencing one of my characters. Oh, God, yeah. I, I hope he doesn't mean our characters in the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, if I were to put a character, it would definitely be Judge Hungry. I mean, he's he's a student of the law. He believes in fairness and equality. And he's hungry um, for justice. And, yeah, he really, he evaluates every issue, both from a civil perspective and as a servant to the greater good. So, yeah, Judge Hungry for sure. Hungry for president. Klaus is a drunk who shits himself. It would probably be better on the Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, I think when she's got some more years under her, Amy would make a pretty good president, but she'd probably be ra- opposed because she's such a radical. My characters. Uh, I guess uh, Hand and Strike would probably be a good president, seeing as he's functionally immortal. 
and uh, inerringly responsible and serious. I guess those are useful traits. If he wasn't qualified to be uh, president, he could put a couple of hundred years into learning how to be a good one. <laughs> Just going to go with Julian. He's the only like, semi-good person I, I write. <laughs> semi-good. <laughs> semi-good. I was going to say, my, my main characters are either inept or murderous, so I would go with actually one of my bad guys, uh, um, Alex, also Ale- basically Alexander the Great. I mean, the guy already conquered the world once, did a pretty good job of it. You know, That's what we want in the president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it shows he knows how to get shit done. <laughs> there is truth to that. Next question. All right, let's see here. Um... Uh, all right, so our friend Jennifer asks, what are your guys' favorite treats this time of the year? Ooh, do we mean Halloween treats? I assume, I assume that's what she means, or just autumn. Hmm. We have explored this extensively on the Mimic chest, so I don't know whether we should make suckers pay for that information. <laughs> I've got more than one favorite treat. I yeah, there's favorite so treats. many good treats. Yeah. I, am, I am overly fond of pumpkins, so... Mm. You know, I know it's a trash, uh, like, snack, but all the same, a good, fresh, homemade popcorn ball, I like it. I am one of those horrible people who likes candy corn. Oh. (laughs) Jeez, I I was just going to go with sex. (laughs) (laughs) Trick or treat. Well, I mean, we already talked about pumpkins, Rick. (laughs) (laughs) It's for a carving contest. Don't look. Which Halloween treat would you like to fuck us? (laughs) Come on, come on, listeners. Get with the questions. Uh, Like giant gummy bear, right? You could carve a dick hole in that. Oh, man. I know what I'm doing tomorrow. You you, you would need to carve. You you could drill one into it. I don't. I don't really feel like pounding my erect penis against a gummy bear is going to be that enjoyable for a long <laughs> well, time. Well, like, that's going that right up on like the line right hurt. now. That, that's quitter talk right there. Yeah, that that's that makes it last a little bit. You're more just hitting yourself in the penis than anything else. Well, you don't. You don't just ram it in. You you, you ease that's it. That's what in. Rick was proposing. Well, you got to have a little foreplay there. Slapping it. <laughs> You don't know what gun bears want. <laughs> All right, this took a terrible turn, and I'm so sorry. It's my fault. I, I like beer. <laughs> and post a live blog immediately. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you want to do the next question? God, Please. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Um, Cock slapping a gummy uh, bear. <laughs> <laughs> Our friend Jeff. God fucking damn it. Our friend Jeff said, if you had only one Halloween costume for the rest of your life, what would it be? Gummy bat. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Now, is this the costume that I wear every Halloween, or is this all I can wear for the rest of my life? Let's say Halloween. They they specified, and you work in theater, so you have way too many professional concerns. No, I was just thinking, do I have to... does do pants have to be involved? Ooh, I want to be a just a ghost under a sheet. You want to be in the clan? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! 
Terrible Halloween costume. God damn it. Well, fuck. So wait, does that mean that Klansmen are basically ghost cosplayers? Oh, let's not go down this road. <laughs> uh, Racist ghosts. Dance ghosts. <laughs> All right, so one Halloween costume for the rest of your life. So you got to pick something comfortable. So, like, something real fancy might seem nice, but at the end of the day, you're going to wear this year after year. Mine's easy. Pursuit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a, a little, uh, what are those, name, name badge stickers, like, hello, my name is sticker. I'm going to write Rick Gualteri on it, and I'm going to slap it. Fuck it, A, man. You just took my costume. <laughs> and I'm going to slap it on the front of my Caverns and Creatures t-shirt. <laughs> well, if, um, I, if I can't be a ghost because it's racist, I'll be the dude from, uh, fuck. The Big Lebowski? That's the one. Because pajamas and a bathrobe. I'm going to wear a fucking animal onesie. I've got a, uh, I made, I usually craft my Halloween costumes around the inevitable possibility that I'm going to be really drunk. Uh, so I normally make them quite practical and comfortable. And I once made a really kick-ass Ghostbuster costume where I modified a World War II flight suit. And it's uh, it's like wearing a big comfy onesie. So, uh, yeah, I'll just wear that. I I like to, I really love Halloween and I love varying up my costumes from year to year. So this is kind of a tough one. I have a costume that makes me look like a giant beer bottle that I wore to a, a beer run uh, a few years back. Which, by the way, those are awesome. You have to chug a beer, then you run a fourth of a mile, then you chug a beer, then you run a fourth of a mile, and so on. And so you've done a mile and four beers. People Man. vomit everywhere. Um, I think I'll just stand in one place and drink. I don't know. You feel less guilty? It was I fun. I never feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> We have established that Drew is a professional. I've been I've been drinking beer all night, sitting in a chair. I feel great. <laughs> I liked that beer costume. I wore it for Halloween. It was a lot of fun. It was comfortable. It's sort of a universally appropriate because I I'll never stop being okay. It'll just start being stop being stupid because I'm young, and it'll start being haha. It's funny because he's old. You know, for, for, first off, fuck you, Bevan. Yeah. And second, just 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 because you picked that. My costume for the rest of my life, just to, just to make you fuckers uncomfortable, is a cocaine statue of J.K. Rowling. <laughs> I would I, I think... love to see that costume. <laughs> How that becomes a costume. I would watch the whole process, the artistic inspiration, all of it. I'd see, what would be even better is like, I mean, if Rick does that, we're going to kind of get it. But if just if a random listener turns up to a party dressed as a cocaine statue of J.K. Rowling. They're going to be explaining themselves all night long. You know what to do, listeners. And that's why that's why you got to be like, well, what the fuck's wrong with you? Obviously, I'm a cocaine statue of J.K. Rowling. Dumbass. I imagine it would look like a Statue of Liberty costume, but covered in white dust. Now, here's the real question. Who among the listeners is going to be an A&D character for Halloween and is oh. going to send us pictures and stuff? Maybe we need a Halloween contest. Oh, Maybe yeah. we just started one. Boom. All right. Our friend Barnaby says, if you had to punch a golden girl in the face, which would it be? (laughs) That's a good question. Uh, Can we just say yes? One of the ones that are already dead. Wow. I don't want them fighting back. Yeah. I was going to say the little one, because obviously you don't want to tackle the big one. Uh, But 
you know, if we're going Bevan's route of, you know, they're already dead, then I guess that's not even a factor. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the dead one too. It, it's if I have to punch an old lady in the face, I'd rather not actually harm one. So, well, you could be like Green, the... you could be like Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, you, got, you guys, are, you guys are pussies. That's what she, she was a like, scroll. While she was alive, uh, Estelle Getty, because because I think she would have just like I, I, I don't like I actually don't like hurting people, and I honestly think. But if I tried to punch Estelle Getty in the face, she would summon, like, some sort of energy shield that would repel my fist back into my own face. Is she the little one? Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Did you see, did anybody see the picture of them in their prime? Yeah. They were, I have a super crush on that tiny dead old lady <laughs> in the past. <laughs> See, I, I, I'd go practical. I'm, I'm pretty convinced that, like, Betty White is, like, you know, is, like, an immortal goddess. So if I punched her, it probably wouldn't do anything. Or it might, uh, and i just feel horrible afterwards. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure it would do something, but it w- what it would do is annoy Betty White, and she would fuck you up. <laughs> She's the only one of the Golden Girls that's still alive. Is she? Wow. I didn't, I had forgotten Rue McClanahan died. I assumed that you meant the Golden Girls as the characters, not the actual actresses who played them. So it's kind of like them being dead wouldn't be an issue. But now that them being dead is an issue, there's a whole new dimension to this question about, you know, do you punch a live old lady or do you dig up an old lady and punch her in the face? And which, you know, you just got to imagine explaining it to a police officer and which one seems worse. He's having an existential crisis. I mean, if it's characters, I want to punch Rue McClanahan's character. Digging up up seems like work. <laughs> you know, I mean, I want to just get this out of the way and move on with my day. You know, we're all pretty lazy, so we're probably fucking up some Betty White. Not it, the question isn't would you choose to. The question is if you had to. Oh, see, okay. So here's the other question then: Are we dealing with the undead ninja golden girls coming after us? Oh, holy shit! Wow, Joe, you had a lot of layer to that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if oh. I want zombie B. Arthur mad at me. <laughs> No, I mean, she was an intimidating force when she was alive. I should imagine as some kind of undead warlock, she'd be terrified. I'm thinking I would still fight Estelle Getty because undead, she would be the most dangerous. She'd be like a fucking spider monkey, man. Mm-hmm. She would be like what you get if a spider monkey fucks a honey badger. Oh my God. Because <laughs> it'll be all up, all up in your shit and not giving a fuck. Well, if we can't end on assaulting a golden girl, I don't know what we should end on. <laughs> <laughs> that be they're assaulting us, and they're on Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, folks. Uh, we will be back in two weeks with more Dark and Dragons, and we will see you next week on Side Quest. Uh, see you next time. Bye. Oh, Bye. Bye. Fuck you, Barnaby. <laughs> Authors and Dragons is brought to you under a Creative Commons license, meaning you are free to share this material so long as credit is given to those who created it, which is us, the people you just heard play the game. Opening and closing themes performed by the Gore Core 4. Authors and Dragons! Authors and Dragons! Okay, right, I've got one. All right. There once was a gnome called Mukaki, who had a fondness for Bukaki. He came on their face, it was a terrible waste, but it made for one hell of a party. There you go. I'm going back to bed now. <laughs>